Jamai a Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the CC4 Museum of Welsh Cricket Podcasts. I'm Stephen Hedges. This week we have an opportunity to look at the life of one of the most extraordinary careers in recreational sporting administration in Wales, as we hear a little bit about Graham Crimp of Penarth Cricket Club. Graham died in April 2020, eight days before his 92nd birthday. He played cricket for Pinarf for over 40 years, captaining both the firsts and the seconds, but it is as an administrator that he is best remembered. I spoke to Graham's two sons, Rob and Tony, to discover some more detail and hear a little bit about the man himself, as well as his extraordinary service to sport in South Wales. Well, it's a very warm welcome to the CC4 Museum of Welsh Cricket Podcasts to uh, the Crimp brothers, uh, Rob and Tony, um, who've come today to talk about uh, their father, Graham Crimp, uh, and his, uh, his work in not just cricket, but a whole range of sports uh, in South Wales. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Hello. Good afternoon. Now, your dad lived his whole life in Penarth. Uh, which one of you wants to tell me a little bit about his early life and uh, his initial activities was, was regarding sports? Big brother will do the little one and I'll carry on. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, Dad was born in Panath in 1928. Um, he, uh, he lived all his early years in a place called Hastings Avenue. He went to school in Victoria, a uh, school I went to. Then he went to uh, what was Panath County Grammar School for Boys, um, now Stamwell Comprehensive School in Panath. Again, I went there. Um, Dad was a uh, played cricket and rugby for school. Represented uh, Welsh school grammar schools. Was vice captain, so uh, he, had, he he started with sport and he finished with sport. Really, he, he went all the way through. I've got a funny feeling there's a little link between our dads because they both played in a game against uh, I think the Glamorgan Colts in about 1945. Um, um, I remember yeah, seeing dad, dad was 45, 46. Yeah. Yeah, he has mentioned it in the past that he that he played. Uh, I think um, he ended up captaining or something, but I might be wrong there. Okay, yeah. and it, I mean his own sporting days were cut short. What what happens there? What happened to him? He, he hurt his shoulder playing rugby, so it was more the rugby that that cut that bit down. He then he then carried on playing cricket. You know, I I certainly remember playing cricket when I was. 12 13 with him when he was uh captain in the seconds so there was a there was a bit of a he he didn't stop playing cricket he carried on and what what was he as a cricketer batsman bowler certainly a batsman he tried to bowl but no batsman was his 40 i think he won that he won the single wicket on one occasion with his with That's... his slow off slow um, right arm throw him up in the air and wait for it to be caught <laughs> You won't mention the second single wicket where he lost because his elder son caught him in the final and he wasn't very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When, I mean, what was it like growing up in the household uh, when you were younger? I mean, presumably sport dominated the house and what was going on in the house? We're kind of, Robert and I are 10 years apart, so I guess we both got different opinions about what growing up was like. (laughs) I I remember it was always uh, quite regimented in terms of of 
dad worked, he came home for lunch and therefore dinner was on the table up past 12, you know, it was a five o'clock tea time. Heaven forbid you were late for lunch on a Sunday at half past 12. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sport was, uh, for me, was was pretty much part of our lives. For um, Saturdays was definitely a sport day. You know, it was either cricket and hockey for dad, uh, me with rugby, and that's continued for the family ever since. It was, it was definitely, Saturdays was sport day. Yeah, but very much same for me. I, Right, 10 years hence, but Saturday was still sports day. You know, dad would take us everywhere if need be, but, you know, it's just carried on. Saturday is a game of sport. So for for us, for our children, Saturday's a sport day. Dad is obviously most well known uh, and remembered for his sports administration. When, I mean, presumably there wasn't an end to his playing days and the beginning of his administrative days. They sort of melded into one. Yeah, def- definitely. Uh, Dad started as secretary of the cricket club in 1949, so he was still very much active there. He did that job for 50 years, so that that definitely overlapped his playing career as a cricketer. But he was also involved in hockey administration um, during his playing time. Uh, so, yeah, there was no stop and then start. And, and that that was just really the cricket with this was the start of it. You know, he had so many other things with with Welsh hockey when he then got into the, the cricket administration as far as the Welsh minor counties, etc. are concerned. You know, Penarth Cricket Club was the start of it. He, he became the treasurer of the Cricket Board of Wales in 1996. That, as I understand it, would have put him as working alongside Peter Walker. Is that right? Yes, he did. Uh, I know that Peter and Dad were were great friends. I I know that uh, I believe that Mum uh, and them used to to catch up. Certainly in the in the early days, not only through cricket but socially as well. So, so yes, they were. How many different positions did did Dad kind of get involved in at, at one point or another through his sort of middle-aged I mean, to, to kind of older age? I guess in, in terms of where we were growing up, we weren't really aware of it, but mum kept a, a track of all his roles and everything. And I got a, I got a list that mum wrote out. i just taken a... He was 28 different secretarial and treasurer roles with different organisations in his time. Goodness me. Plus some presidential roles. And, in, and, and on top of that, he was also captain of the Glamorganshire Golf Club. So, <laughs> And how on earth did he manage to keep all of that kind of, all of those balls in the air, all of those plates spinning? It sounds incredible. Because he wanted to do it. You know, he, he finished work. He, he was in BP Chemicals, retired at about 52, 53-ish, I think. Years um, of age, not years of age, not in 1952. Uh, and then he had time to do it. You know, he had done his 30 years at BP, if not more. Uh, and they, that was the, um, when he finished at BP, he ended up doing a role in the Welsh uh, Dis- Disabled Sports Association. And that's how he got that with BP asked him to do it. And that was the connection there. But it, that was his life. Sport was his life. Administration came with the sport. He, he thoroughly enjoyed doing it. No, not everybody that plays um, either wants or is willing to, to take on an administrative role. What do you think was, was different about 
about your dad that he, he you know, he was able to take on so many of these different roles to, to, to such an extent? Oh, he liked being the centre of the attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, 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 thoroughly, he thoroughly enjoyed the administrative role, but he also enjoyed the social aspects of it as well. He met a lot of people. He enjoyed people's company. So it was one it was one way when you stop playing sport and you do find that you, you create a nucleus of people around you when you play sport. If you suddenly drop away, you lose it. So I think Dad kept that going because of it. Yeah, very much so. And did he have particular skills that you kind of recall that were that suited those kind of roles? Um, I, I'm going to say he was a, he was a no nonsense man. You know, he, he didn't stand the fools very gladly. You know, and he let you know about it. But I think with that came respect from others as well. You know, it was uh, it was a two way street. If you, you know, if he received. The, the respect, I think he gave it back, but he wasn't he wasn't short of being able to say, right, you do it my way if you want it. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was part of him. He you know he wanted to do it, he spoke his mind. If if he was wrong, he, he let people know that he was wrong or, or right, etc. You know, he, he was very forthright and he, he knew all the rules and the regulations, and it's it's what he wanted to do. He, as I said, he thoroughly enjoyed it. And you mentioned meeting people. I, I I know that one of the people he did meet during his work was um, Prince Philip in his in his uh, part as, as as patron of the Wales Minor Counties. Did he talk much about that and remembered that moment? I guess he didn't overplay it. He didn't say, "Oh, I've met Prince Philip," but um, he was very proud of the fact there was a picture on the wall in the house of Mum and Dad with Prince Philip. So it was something that people who came into the house would say, "Oh." Who's that? Everything. Where did you meet? And I think you're probably aware that uh, Dad did actually do a, um, a a podcast or a recording for BBC Wales, which was a tribute to Prince Philip, which actually was played um, not long ago when Prince Philip died on the BBC website. Um, it's quite poignant for us, Robert and myself, because it was about a year since Dad had died, and to hear his voice and see his pictures on the on the news item was quite uh, you know, emotional, right? Yeah. I can imagine. Um, he also received several important awards for his contribution to Welsh amateur sport. Has one of you got a record of, of those? Can tell us a little bit about those? Well, again, through through mum, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read these because I've got them written down. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, good. Uh, dad, in 2000, Dad was presented with an Unsung Hero Award by a Welsh Sports Association. In 2002, he was presented with a Torch Trophy by Princess Alexandra at the Queen's Club in London uh, for volunteers in sport. At the time, there were only 18 such awards that had been presented by the Torch Trophy Trust to outstanding, outstanding contributions in sport. Uh, I, I was lucky enough to attend with him on that one, and uh, he was very pleased to meet one of his sporting heroes, Bobby Bobby Charlton, who was there as well. That was that was good for Dad. Uh, Two thousand and five, the Welsh Sports Association presented him with a Creative Winners Award, where he met Rugby World Cup legend Martin Johnson. Hmm. And then, I suppose, Dad's proudest and Mum's proudest moment was to attend the investiture at the Buckingham Palace. In October 2013, where he was awarded an MBE for services to grassroots sports in Wales, with cricket in particular, and that was a, a 
a, a great reward for for mum as well, having been his supporter through all of those days. She was immensely proud of that day. Yeah, very much so. I was going to ask about mum because um, if dad is busy doing all of these things, somebody has to kind of keep the household ticking over, I guess. Did she do more than that, though, uh, your uh, mother? Yeah, she, she tidied up behind the scenes, if you like. You know, dad, dad was off doing various things. Nine times out of ten, mum was with him. Uh, but but mum ran everything behind the uh, behind the scenes, if you like. She still had two growing boys to look after, the then the grandchildren, etc. etc. You know, we we as a family, every Sunday before I'm sorry, every Saturday we play before playing sport within the last you know 10 years or so, we were always in on a Saturday lunchtime. Having... Mum was dad's biggest supporter, yeah. you know. Yeah. We, we always had Saturday but, but there was never an... to, to have the gossip. Yeah. Tony, you want to add something? Oh, I, I was I was just I was going to say that uh, you know, mum mum always accompanied him, and and dad always respected what mum did for him. It was it was never taken for granted. It was always a a, a twosome. It was never a onesome, if you like. Uh, Mum um, yep. would often organise things for the ladies and the wives when dad was in meetings just to make sure that everyone felt welcome and stuff. So. Your father's interest in the games, did, they, did it extend beyond the sort of detail and the minutiae of administration? Was he a, a lover of the history of the game and um, did that reflect sort of books around the house and that kind of thing or...? He definitely, he definitely had a library of uh, books, mainly the the uh, autobiography and the comedic side of things, rather than the the, the deep history. But you know, he, he understood cricket and he knew where it came from to be able to continue in that sort of vein of, of, of administration and love of cricket. He was a watcher. He used to sit on touchlines and boundaries and do do yeah. the natural. I'll watch 10 overs and then I'll fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. And was his life as an administrator and, and, his, and, and his rewards clearly kind of signposted around the house? If you came to visit uh, the Crimp family, would there be very clear signs that he was someone who's, whose sporting life was very important to them? Uh, in terms of uh, photographic evidence, yes. The, the investiture was there. The, the, the picture of, uh, what did I say, the Prince Philip was there. Would you say it was overly sporty? No, it was just yeah. memories of his time. You know, you, you were lucky to catch him in because he was always at meetings. But, uh, you know, there, there, was, there was nothing around the house to say that he was a, a huge administrator. No, there wasn't. It was just, you know, it was what he wanted to do. So if he was out seven nights a week, he was out seven nights a week. You both talk about him with a real fondness. I can feel that. Um have you got any particular stories that are your favourites when remembering Dad? <laughs> well, he, was never, he, 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 he was never wrong. <laughs> never, never, never <laughs> lost an argument. I, One I, of my I, stories is what he's going to tell you now, that when Anthony came back from university, that they, him and Dad used to have discussions until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was just there watching and it was all sporting. It was all this. It was all that. But it was discussions there. You know, as we said, dad had his opinion. We had ours. And 
Those I, conversations I, went on I, I and guess, on. I guess as an 18, 19-year-old, I was finding my feet a little bit. I think what happened at home was generally dictated, not dictated in the wrong way, but, you know, it was laid out for us and this is what happened. I think when you go away to university, you find your own feet, you became your own voice. So I became a little bit more opinionated and decided to discuss and argue a few points with dad. Again, I was I was never in the right. I was always wrong. But you know, and I think at one point during an evening, particularly frustrating, I expect from mum, I, I ended up going something something like, uh, "Oh, good God, I'm never going to be like you, a sports administrator. You waste of time." And I've ended up doing 24 years as a secretary of all Panathians. I'm now a president. I I do the administrator, all the rest of it. And I look back at it and think, what the. Was I talking about then? It's boringness. Robert's the same. He's got the same boat. I, I end up taking the secretaryship off him in the rugby club. I'm secretary of the cricket club. I, it, 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 was, it, was in, it was in the blood. And, it, and it's also, and I think that's how we both feel. It's giving something back to the sport. We both have kids. We both want our children to continue playing their rugby and their cricket. And without the administrators... You wouldn't be able to do that. How how many clubs have folded whatever sporting organisation because no administrator wanted to do it? And I'm sure that was exactly the same feeling for Dad. He wanted us to to play cricket for to Captain Panath to Captain Old Panathians Rugby Club. And without those administrators, you wouldn't get it. Do you think there was something special about Dad? I mean, I you know many years ago there were lots of people involved in sort of different sports that took administrative roles but to do as many as he did um seems quite an unusual thing i guess i think people back 50s and 60s to get anything out of their sport there wasn't a paid administrators there weren't uh, they had to do it themselves and i think people threw themselves into it a little bit more in those days volunteers perhaps were a little bit easier to come by but that didn't stop the better standing up and wanting to do more. I think we all organisations suffer a little bit nowadays. There's so many more distractions. There's so many more things to do. Um, and therefore, volunteers across all disciplines are, are becoming less. Rob, you want to add anything? Yeah. You know, I think we've just got to stress that he went in to do these roles because he wanted to. You know, he wasn't he wasn't forced in any way to do it. He he wanted to contribute something. He wanted to give something back. And yes, he 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 went to do and he did so many varied things because he he thought he could give something back and he wanted to do it. And he thoroughly enjoyed it. Is there any way in which your dad is remembered at the club? I mean, clearly for you, there's a, a very real link and reminder, you know, kind of every day. But um, is there anything at Penarth that, that, that people can look at and say, remember Graham and, and his past deeds? At, at the moment, no. We, because the, it's not quite raw, but it, it's within 12 months. We, we had a situation where he was president. We wanted a, to give a, a gap before we announced a, another president, and we've just done that. We are actually in the process of trying to, to do something to, to memorialise Dad. What that is, we don't quite know yet. We have only just really started that discussion in the last month or so. So, yes, we want to do something, but we want to pick the right thing to do. We just don't want to name a trophy after him we we want we want to consider it and and think what we can do and how we're going to do it
I guess in some ways what, what you're doing is, 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 as you say, it's in the blood. You're carrying on his legacy by simply fulfilling the roles that, that you're both doing. Do you, do you feel that's important for you both? I, I, found it, I, I think it's important as an individual to do it for ourselves. But in the background, that story about dad and me saying I'd never do it still sticks with me thinking I'm not doing it for him, but I'm doing it probably because of him, you know, that uh, he he brought us up that way to be organised, to be structured, to like people, if you like, you know, in that respect, that was, that's our, that's dad's legacy to us. It's, it's that wanting to do something for somebody else without reward. I'm not putting it out there as I'm doing it. You know, it, it's just the, Let's make sure the next generation have something to build on. Yeah, very much for me. I, I, I do it and continue doing it because I want to do it. And, and I would miss it if I, if I wasn't doing it. If I, if I wasn't playing, it goes back to our Saturday playing sport. If, if I wasn't involved in sport on a Saturday afternoon or, or now that I'm retired in administrative, I would miss it. I, I, I do it because I want to do it. You're saying it kind of it's, it's it's like a bridge to people and liking people is important. It's also a sense in which cricket was, is, and will be part of the communities in in, in which it's played. It's a it's an important part of those communities. Yeah, but very much so. As we were talking just before the podcast started, you know, as far as Panath is concerned, ever, ever since COVID, we've actually had a influx of players, people whether or kids from the seniors to the children have missed playing sport. They've missed playing cricket. And now all of a sudden you have an influx of players and people that actually want to do something. And it's that perhaps, and that is uh, a plus point over the last 12 months or 18 months, people have missed playing their cricket or their rugby or their tennis and they go back to it. I mean, you mentioned dad passing away, but your mum also passed away relatively close to dad as well. Oh. Yeah. Um, dad passed in the April of 2020, mum in August. Um, I don't think she really got over dad's passing. Dad, dad might have been an expected death because he, he'd had a cancer, but mum was very much more... Um, tied to dad they had 67 years together as a married couple covid didn't help because the social interaction she had with friends and being able to go out for a drink with those didn't exist she was at home I think she became very lonely and she became a little bit ill um, and I think she gave up and Robert probably agreed with that so yeah to yeah, lose but- both within a 12 month was was hard you know that we we had um Dad was 91, mum was 93, uh, and Anthony's son was get, is getting married now, later on this year. We actually thought in some ways it might give mum a lease of life because she had been looking after dad for 18 months. But I, I, we've, we've had the discussion. I, I think it might have been, you know, 67 years together. I'm 93. Do I really want to do this anymore? Uh, and, and I'm not saying she gave up, but in some ways they'd had a very good life together and, and perhaps they just didn't want to do it anymore. She missed the companionship at home. Yeah. They, they, were in, they had their regular 
uh, routines and everything, most of which ended up with a, a drink, a coffee, a whiskey, turn the television off, go to bed. Well, I'd like to thank you both for giving us uh, your time today and, and some of your memories of, of dad and mum. It's been lovely listening to you both. I do hope you find some special way of, of remembering your dad at the club and, and through him, uh, your mother as well. So um, thank you both, gents. Thank, thank, you, thank you very much. much. Cheers, Stephen. Cheers. Cheers. Many thanks to Rob and Tony for sharing their memories of their dad and mum and for giving us such a full and enthralling outline of Graham's career. I'm sure that whatever Penarth Cricket Club decide to do in memory of Graham, it'll be a wonderful tribute to a great man who gave so much to so many different organisations. Next week, we travel back up to North Wales to hear from members of the Colwyn Bay women's cricket team. So join us then for some more stories about the great game of cricket in the great country of Wales. Hoilvaal, bye for now. Oes gydach chi stori yw'r hafni gyda ni? Mae'n croeswch ag ysylltu e-bosiwch mwcpod1921 at gmail.com neu ewch i'n tudalen Facebook Museum of Welsh Cricket Podcast neu i'n tudalen Twitter at Welsh Cricket Pod. Do you have a story you'd like to share with us? If so, please contact email mwcpod1921 at gmail.com or go to our Facebook page, Museum of Welsh Cricket Podcast, or our Twitter, at Welsh Cricket Pod.